Blog Talk Radio. And you're listening to Live Without Limits, the dreams come true from the Blog Talk Radio Network. And today's presentation is titled, Do You Say Yes When You Want to Say No? And there's five tips for setting better boundaries. It is so important to understand that depending on your behavior pattern, you tend to be more compliant, especially in a dysfunctional family where there are no boundaries and parents feel, and it's the old school type of thing where parents feel like they can abuse their children just simply because it's their children. I used to be a yes person. Someone would ask me to do something and inside me, I wouldn't be thinking, no, I absolutely do not want to do that. But then I'd blurt out, yes, automatically. It was a habit that didn't deserve me well. And leaving me agreeing too far more than I could manage to do, it left me feeling burnt out and disappointed with myself. But over the years, I started learning more about boundaries and how to set them. I learned that it's all right to say no if I didn't want to do something. I had every right to decline. That didn't mean that I was a bad or selfish person. It just meant that I had some internal and external boundaries. Now, before we get into setting boundaries, what I want to say is when you are in management, often if you're the leader, you're going to want to delegate so that you don't get burnt out. The problem is if you understand different people's personalities, then often there's people that if you know where their specialty is, they'll automatically say yes to doing it. But if it's someone that it really doesn't fit their personality, they may say yes just simply because they're your subordinate. But we all need to understand that there's boundaries that we should follow because internally is where we're hurting ourselves. So building better boundaries. Some people grow up with blurred boundaries in the household. Little Johnny who throws a tantrum to get something and succeeds, learns that boundaries can be manipulated. Little James, parents, may have very rigid boundaries. They may fuss at her when she wants or needs something. So when she grows up, she has a tough time knowing what she wants or needs. She also has a tough time time speaking.
seeking them. And this is what we're talking about, that if you don't understand boundaries and how to utilize them, because you come from a family where boundaries were often broken, then you have a very tough time with boundaries or even getting around things. Now, I grew up in a family where there was a lot of physical, mental, and emotional abuse. And parents that really didn't understand boundaries because they really had no boundaries of their own. They just came from the generation where whatever the parent said, it was okay. And the child had to follow those dictates. And they didn't understand that if you treat people the right way, then you're going to be treated the same way. I often said to my mother, just remember what you've done because that's what you're getting back. And I followed through with that because when she got in her latter years where she really needed someone, I was not the one that was there to take care of her. It was left up to my sisters. And and she got so mad at me once that she, she decided she was going to leave me out of the will and just leave me one dollar. Well, I had a right when she was gone to sue that estate, and I would have done it also. But then, then she had to realize that as long as she kept to that dictate, and I remember that it was all because all I did was tell her what I wanted to do with my business, but because all she saw was my disability and that she did not want to let go simply because she didn't want to be alone. And she never took into account that when she was gone, her children would have to take care of themselves. That's why I have a sister that's just 73 years old because she's deaf and was always made totally dependent and because she was so desperate for their love and couldn't understand that they just didn't know how to show love that what does she do she's she now sleeps the day away because she has no goals she has no idea what to do with herself and so she's just waiting to die and then it's just so sad because she she could have a full interactive life. All she has to do is learn to communicate and and be around other deaf people and have a life. The problem is that when she was 46 years old, my mother moved to Florida and brought her with her and then denied her the opportunity to interact with other deaf people. So now she really is so much alone that she doesn't know what to do. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to, set, to setting boundaries, understanding your behavior pattern and how you need to, to pull yourself out of it and get the help. Because my sister's been getting help, but because she was so dependent on them and because they were saying one thing while the therapist was saying something else, all they wanted to do was put her on medication and quiet her down. That was all they cared about. And I remember once my mother went and sat in her sister's house and was trying to say that I was violent when it was a violent home to begin with. 
so that she could use that to get me on medication to quiet me down and control me and, and keep me where she wanted me. Only because of my background in psychology, I knew what they were doing. I did not answer the door to them. They were not able to serve me the papers. And then she came back. And then when I left, I didn't speak to her for many years after that because I I knew I, that when I first got my first job where I was living on my own, she considered that running away. And the funny thing is, is when I was 12 years old, I climbed out of the window and if I'd had some place to go and if the times hadn't been different, that they, that it was still a period where people with disabilities were not accepted and not looked at as being human, that I would have I would have probably ended up getting away from them from that early age. That's how bad a home it was. I knew it was, and that's why I ended up studying in the mental health field and psychology because I had to help myself because no one else was going to be there to help me. So we're not born with superb boundary-setting skills. Oftentimes we must take time to learn what is appropriate boundaries and then practice keeping them. One thing is for sure, if you take time to learn better boundary setting skills, you're more apt to live a more peaceful life. When you say yes, when you want and no, when you want, you minimize internal battles. You also minimize fear of rejection, abandonment, and worry about what people will think of you. So before I get into this, because I grew up in a home where there was a lot of physical abuse, I knew that it would be very easy for me to end up with someone that would have abused me. I had walls up and actually, in essence, in the few relationships I did have, they turned out to be somewhat abusive. And I knew that I was better off alone and being independent than ending up with someone that was going to abuse me because I deserve to be treated right. And I also, in the last few years, ran into people who, one, got married because she was so afraid that no one else would ask her and stayed with them for 21 years. And in those 21 years, she had three children, but she also was physically abused on a daily basis. And I know someone else that she basically grew up in a home where her mother, or rather her mother had had some mental health issues that she was not a strong person and after the first baby she was told she was she should never have any more children but then decided she wanted more children and had another child and of course she ended up in the hospital and this woman didn't know for nine years that she even had a mother was shuffled around because the father couldn't take care of the children 
and then ended up being going to aunts and uncles and always felt unwanted to the point that when she got married, she had people telling her and trying to tell her, don't marry him. And she married him anyway, simply because he was the only one that wanted her. And in the end, he abused her too. So it's just something you need to be aware of. When you come from a home where you it's not a healthy relationship, until you learn how to have a healthy relationship, you're better off alone. And getting the help you need to learn what a healthy relationship is. So here are five tips to help you learn to set better boundaries. Keep it simple. If someone comes and asks you something and you don't have to go into a lengthy explanation of why you don't want to do it, all you have to do is politely decline. It's easy to over-apologize or start beating yourself up immediately or saying no. So be aware of this and resist the temptation. You could simply say something like, I really can't help you out with, the, with that right now, but thank you for asking. You can even rehearse what you want to tell people when you want to tell them no. That way, when they come to you with their request, you already know what you're going to say rather than blurting out yes, out of habit. Then, when you worked uh, previously in the, during the 20th century, as corporations were growing, you had middle management, upper management, and top management. And often each level would, de would delegate out work depending on the position you held, and that's what you took. Well, today, we basically work for ourselves as entrepreneurs. And I remember back during the very latter part of the 20th century, just before we, we hit the year 2000, I would tell people that if you look at a secretary, that they work in a corporation and they got a set salary and often they were given work from six different people. And as a virtual assistant, you can charge each of them separately a certain fee that you want per hour and set aside how many hours you're going to work for each. And in the end, you work far less and you also make far more money. Two, use the I'll get back with you on that phrase. When someone asks something of you, you do not have to answer them right away. You have every right to sit with that and really think about whether you want to say yes or no. Rather than blurt out yes, say, I'll get back to you on that, or let me sit with, sit with that, and I'll get back with you tomorrow. Then really go within to see if you want 
to take whatever they're requesting. If you do, great. If you don't, that's fine also. What you want and need really does matter. And this really goes back to relationships that if you remember in the 20th century and the, up until the, the 60s, it was defined that the husband was the one that went to work and the wife was the one that, that stayed home and took care of the children and took care of the home and basically made sure that the meals were ready on time and cleaned the house. Those were the strict defined rules. But today, because both people work, you have to learn to have give and take with each other and be willing to help each other out and, and divide chores up accordingly. And it has to be something that's really set early on. Because if not, then what's going to happen is when one person does and bring, does more within the relationship than the other, well, what's happening? There's going to be buildup of resentment. So that's where you need really to understand how to have good boundaries. So don't take backlash personally. Chances are, if you've been a yes person for a while, those closest to you realize that they know that if they want or need something and ask you for it, you're going to say yes. So be prepared for them to be a little awestruck when you tell them no. Some of them may flat out, dislike the response, and give you some backlash. So try not to take it personal, as they've been spoiled by yes, and their brain may be a little confused by you setting that boundary. As you continue to tap into your true wants and needs, eventually they'll come to understand that you're just taking care of yourself. You're not rejecting them. You're simply being true to you. Here's the thing. Within a family or even a business relationship, what happens is each person has a well-defined role, and each member of the team tends to expect that person to respond in a certain way. And if even one person changes the dynamic, then the other people are thrown off. And what are they going to try and do? They are going to try to keep you in that role that you have put yourself in for such a number of years that what's happened? They literally agreed to see you in the way that they have seen you in all the years. Therefore, it's so important that you understand how to react. And remember, this is why I often say within a family, 
especially a dysfunctional family, when one person changes that behavior, the others don't know how to react to them. So what are they going to be doing? Well, they are going to be putting themselves in a position where what are they going to do? They're going to want to pull you back into that position that you've been in for so many years. They don't want to let go. So what are they going to do? And the and sometimes if it's a dysfunctional relationship, then you have to get away from it and you have to stay away from it. So don't let someone else bully you into reacting the way they want you to do. So if it's wonderful to be a helpful person, whether it's at work, at home, or in the community, saying yes to requests is perfectly fine. We should all want to show up as support for others in need. However, if you're saying yes when you really want to say no, it's time to do a little digging as to why. And are you afraid that they will get mad at you, reject you? Can you cut, cut you off from all friends? And are you a people-pleasing person getting out of control? If so, rest assured, you can learn how to be more and have more balance in this area, learning how to really know what you want and need and what you're willing to give up to others. It feels good to stay aligned with what you truly want and need. It also feels good to be there for others when they are in need. May we all learn that the art of staying balanced with yes and no and giving ourselves permission to do or not do what we truly desire. You have the ability to be who you want to be. You just need to know what are your boundaries? Where are you coming from? What is it that you want? And how can you create the kind of lifestyle that you want? So it's up to you to understand what your boundaries are and how to, to say no when it's important. So what I want to do is, is to talk a little bit for a few minutes about setting healthy boundaries because those are so important. And boundaries protect a person's personal or mental space, much like fences between neighbors. They involve the physical and emotional limits of appropriate behavior between people and help you define where one person ends and the other person begins. People typically learn boundaries during childhood within their families, and research indicates that in families with healthy, flexible boundaries, person is able to develop into a distinct individual 
with their own unique interests and skills. And this helps foster well-being, self-control, and self-esteem. So understanding that. So there are clear boundaries, and clear boundaries are clearly stated, flexible, and adaptable. There is warmth, support, and stability within the family, but each person is able to be assertive, communicate their needs, and develop their own individual interests. Rigid boundaries. Rigid boundaries are closed and inflexible, much like a wall that doesn't let anyone in or out. There is less engagement and more isolation, both within the family and in the outside world. It may be more challenging for family members to communicate their needs and express individuality. Boundaries, open boundaries are not as clear and might even be fuzzy or loose. It may be hard for an individual family members to have their needs met, and families with open boundaries may be enmeshed and exhibit more codependency traits. So I want to quickly talk about what are healthy boundaries and unhealthy boundaries. So healthy boundaries allow each person in a relationship to, or family to communicate their wants and needs while also respecting the wants and needs of others. So here are a few examples of existing, of exhibiting healthy boundaries. Being able to say no and accept when some, someone else says no. Being able to clearly communicate both wants and needs, honoring and respecting their own needs and the needs of others, respecting others' values, beliefs, and opinions, even if they are different from one's own, feeling free to disclose and share information where appropriate, though they may be flexible, they do not compromise themselves in an unhealthy way. So here are some unhealthy boundaries. Where there are unhealthy boundaries, safety in the relationship is compromised. They may lead to dysfunctional relationships where people's needs are not met. A few examples a person exhibiting unhealthy boundaries include having a difficult time saying a no, having trouble accepting no from others, not clearly communicating one's needs and wants, easily compromising personal values, beliefs, and opinions to satisfy others, being coercive and manipulative to give others to do something they don't want to do and overshadowing personal information. Unhealthy boundaries can quickly turn into abuse. Abuse, whether physical, sexual, or emotional, is a violation of boundaries. And people who have been abused as children may not know healthy boundaries. They often grow up with a lack of control over their personal 
and physical boundaries. The pattern may repeat its abusive patterns because of the familiar and comfortable. And that is what I'm talking about when I say that without getting the help you need, it's easy for you to keep repeating those behaviors because this is what you've learned over the years makes you be and creates and, and leads to the kind of relationships that you're having. More than anything, what we're seeing today is that whereas in, in the in the 20th century, especially the early part of the 20th century, where we had relationships that were built on a lack of boundaries and, and parents feeling that they owned the children and they could do what they wanted, that the divorce rate, and especially the, the really latter part and early part of the, the 21st century was almost 50% or above because you were looking for a very similar relationship that you come from because that was the familiar of what you expected. And you can go to my website, and that's the number one personalcareercoach.com, and you can sign up to get, or rather take some courses on, on how to take control of your life, build better relationships, and whatever else you need to do.